Hello, and welcome to the Consider Your Mind podcast. I'm your host, Eric King, and along with my co-host, Mino Pachan, we're here to talk about all things mental health. Let's get into it. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Consider Your Mind podcast, episode number 24. R.I.P. Kobe. man, like Kobe, baby. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> Rest yeah. in peace to Kobe. That was my favorite player, man. So. Man, yeah. Well, last week we had our uh, episode talking about narcissists. So if you f- mm-hmm. feel like you want to dive in and see what that's all about, go ahead and go give that a listen. Uh, this week mm-hmm. we have a returning guest, one of our first guests. Um, his name yeah. is Mr. Rupert. If you'd like to reintroduce yourself shortly, and uh, also before that, how you been? How's everything going? Yeah, man. Talk to the people. <laughs> Thanks for having me back, guys. Yeah, I'm mine. I've been, I've been really good. Busy, but busy is good, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, well, just to reintroduce myself, my name is Rupert Missick. I'm a strategic hypnotherapist uh, practicing out of Brisbane, Australia. Um, so I deal with a, a, a kind of a wide range of, of, of topics, everywhere from um, uh, trauma recovery to depression to anxiety. Um, uh, uh, overcoming addiction, all that uh, good positive stuff to get people up and on with their life. Nice, nice, man. Uh, my man's practicing in the, the down under, so mm. you know if he's, his voice sounds a little away from us, man. Hey, man, he's on the whole other side of the world, people. You know, <laughs> Literally, doing this. Literally. this is already the next day for him. You know, he trying, we trying to catch up to what he's doing yeah. in the future. Oh, it is the next so, day. No, that's there, awesome, huh? man. Yeah. Yep. Oh <laughs> man. Yo, Rupert, you in the future, man. <laughs> I'm t- yeah. Time travel. That's right. <laughs> wow. That's deep. Yeah, that's deep, man. Time traveling, but um, but thanks for having uh, um coming back and um uh, being with us again, man. You were again uh episode five. People definitely check that out. Um, he kind of gives his whole background, how he became a therapist, how he um went from you know being in Nassau Bahamas, a brother from the Na- Nassau Bahamas, now practicing um hypnotherapy in the um in Australia, man. So definitely something to check out. And um, we're so glad to have you back. And we're going to cover something, uh, kind of catch up uh, to what you've been uh, on lately. And you mentioned it kind of intro- in your introduction, dealing mm. with trauma recovery. Mm. So um, what we're going to uh, kind of touch on is kind of like how people can uh, deal with life after trauma. We did an episode mm. on PTSD a couple episodes ago. So mm. I thought this would be a perfect kind of follow up to that. So uh, kind of catch us up on um, what you've been on lately. Yeah, um, you know, base. I guess you know, ser- serendipity or circumstance. I've, I've been having quite a few um, uh, clients that have been coming in, um, needing to deal with their trauma or dealing with traumatic events, dealing with the fear that are, you know around that been uh, been the product of a traumatic event. So obviously, um, what it, it's been on my mind uh, for, for a bit, um, just trying to help those people out. Um, and with hypnotherapy, it, it actually has, <clears throat> excuse me, it actually has a, a, a fairly rich, um, uh, a rich background in terms of trauma treatment. Um, one of okay. the, yeah, so one of the biggest, or I guess the, the first time it, it entered like um, widespread um, use was during the First World War. Um, a lot of persons um, kind of trace it 
back to that, obviously, it, it, you know, it, it's older than that, but that was one of the, the reasons it, it got into the, um, I guess, the, the consciousness of the mental health profession that mm-hmm. this is kind of a, a respected and, and proper tool to be used. What oh, is that, um, it was a shell shock, wasn't it? it used to be called, right? That's, that's exactly right. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. It, 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 up until that point, it was the, 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 in a global sense, it was the biggest and most destructive war that humanity ever ga- engaged in over a few continents involved in several countries. And one of the things they were doing, um, was losing people not only to, to just on the battlefield, but just to mental break. Um, if, if you watch any movie or any documentary about the war, uh, World War One, one of the things that they'll point out is that they were using old military tactics against new technology. So... They, yeah, new, mm-hmm. yeah, so like things like machine guns, tanks. So you could, could, if you could imagine how unprepared these soldiers were, um, against yeah. these these destructions. So they didn't they they were losing people to death and people that just could not could not enter the battlefield again because they wouldn't function. And a lot of their their the trauma not only it obviously was mental, but it, but it, it it manifested physically as well too into shakes, or being unable to walk, random screaming. And traditional therapy wasn't really working for them. And it wasn't working fast enough, I should say. Because they wanted these people, for better or for, well, mostly for work, they wanted these people back to in be the field, out. yeah, back, yeah, so they can get... Exactly. Yeah, yeah, kind of like that um, the movie that just, uh, what didn't just come out, but 1917, it was on the other day. Mm. And it's, you know, based on mm-hmm. World War One, kind of giving our first insight into mm-hmm. that. So. Mm-hmm, that's right. So what they were trying to do, um, what one of the things they did find out worked fast enough was hypnotherapy. The the the, the shakes stopped sooner. The the persons that had um, the the funny walks stopped. So that that's one of the reasons why it was employed heavily during World War One, World War Two, et cetera, et cetera. Um, a lot of a lot of um, trauma at the time was seen as sort of a weakness, right? Mm-hmm. And what trauma, like the reaction to trauma was seen as a weakness. Yeah, like you're scared. Was, yeah. That's right. Like almost a moral deficiency, you know, being a cow. So one of the things that did develop out of that, <coughs> excuse me, sorry, was um, was was more of a more sympathy, more more acknowledgement of what these people were going through, and and obviously you don't have to be a soldier to 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 be negatively impacted by by tra- by um, by a traumatic event. Um, these sort of things manifest. They had this. They call it. Uh, I'm not going to say it right, but it, it was something like ra- railway spine So um, they had persons that. Um, had similar symptoms after they were involved in a train wreck, right? Um, back it, they used to happen more frequently, obviously way more frequently than they did now. But um, you would have these people that um, that went through a, a railway accident, and they would come out with the same sort of symptoms. Um, 
like the the staring, the the funny walking. That's being of scared thing. of trains. So, period. Not going to want to be near them. And yeah, no, exactly all of that. Mm-hmm. So, um, the the our understanding of of how we react to trauma has changed over the years. Um, the the availability of treatment for it, the availability of understanding of it. Um, it, it's getting better. It, it, you know, you always want things to be perfect, but it, it is getting better. Mm-hmm. So I've come a long way since uh, World War Two, 1917. I mean, World War One, 1917. World War <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah thankfully we have. Yeah, yeah. No, no, that's good, man. And um, I believe one of the yeah. stats that I read off um, on the PTSD episode was that about uh, 70% yeah. of people have gone through a traumatic event, whether that manifests that's in them right. going yeah. on to PTSD or not you know, or being diagnosed, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the fact is, you know, 70%, the vast majority of people have gone through a traumatic event that could warrant, you know, repercussions mm-hmm. going forward. That's right. But one of the, one of the things I find fascinating about that is, is it kind of leaks into sort of a misconception, just like you, you pointed out that it does, not all trauma leads to PS, PTSD. So, so um, you could experience a trauma, traumatic event that could allow you, sorry, not allow, but could result in you um, being diagnosed with PTSD or experiencing the symptoms of PTSD. But but that it, it doesn't have to come with it, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, and you're right, it's, it's ba- uh, the textbook definition of a traumatic event. Um, I think the study was done in the 90s in the US. It, it, it's like uh, 60% of men, 51% of women have experienced um, on something that is called it's textbook traumatic, um, in, in, and I think even in Detroit, ninety um, percent of the population oh, the were exposed. Yeah, were exposed to something that could be um, d- like textbook definition of traumatic. Wow. So, hey, any the, any Detroit it, people out there, please don't be mad at us. Okay, hold on. <laughs> I, I gotta verify those yeah. facts. He he's all the way in Australia. You yeah. don't have to deal with these consequences. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, I don't. Yeah, I, might, I won't be walking down the, the streets of Detroit anytime soon. <laughs> Blame me if I'm wrong. All right. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> but but the most interesting thing that came out, I I think about those statistics is the amount of people that actually. For, so for example, so with the national statistic, right? Only seven percent of that fifty. For percent of women, sixty percent of men, altogether, only seven percent of them actually experience PTSD. And of the people in Detroit, excuse me, I got to clear my throat. In the people in Detroit, only nine percent of them experience PTSD. Right. So for me, that that says something. Not only does the the a traumatic event doesn't have to be. Um, something that ends up being a personally crippling event for somebody, and and I'm and I'm saying this with a lot of love, a lot of sympathy, and a lot of caring. Obviously, a traumatic event is called a trauma for a reason, and um, a, when when you have a sufferer, that that needs to be respected. Their emotions, their feelings about it need to be acknowledged. And the good thing about one of one of the things I always say about when people ask me, 
or do you you know you always have people coming to you complaining or 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 talking about their problems i don't really see it that way by the time somebody comes to see me they they're really in a positive space even if they don't feel positive they want something to change so they're, they're coming to see me because they're out of really and a lot of people don't That's recognize that point first that they're in yeah that you are actually in a positive space you want to be different you want things mm-hmm. to change and that's positive so the traumatic event is, is what it is it is a trauma it is something that we that we we need to to lovingly acknowledge that that your your emotions are are valid but by the time you've come to see me you're in a more positive space you are actually taking steps away from that trauma and saying mm-hmm. all right i've had enough mm-hmm. of this yeah not, not to be confused not to be confused with the gi right? joe fallacy because showing up isn't half the battle no 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 yeah. but it is something though huh all yeah, right that's, showing that, up that's it right. is something it, it, it yes. that is that is it's the start of something right so it's the start of a journey and like look um i'm I, as, as, as the hypnotherapist, I might actually be just one stop on the way to you doing something else, right? So every, every time you meet a therapist, um, you, you're, kind of, you're kind of starting a relationship. But just, just like uh, any relationship, um, it reaches a point where you can't go any further, right? Um, and that's where, whether you see any type of mental health care professional, psychiatrist, psychologist, uh, th- that person has a limit, uh, hypnotherapist, counselor, whoever, that person has a limitation um, basically based on where you are at your point in the journey. So, for example, you might see um, uh, a person might see a psychologist or a psychiatrist that might be on medication. Um, and they might at this point decide that like, look, um, I'm tired of taking these pills. I don't, I feel like I need something different from that. Um, they might have a discussion with them, try to wean themselves off the antidepressant and go for a, a more, um, holistic or natural approach, uh, to the, to the, to the treatment. At that point, they might be, they might say, look, um, I don't feel like I need to see you every week. Um, I, I might need to see you every two weeks. Um, they might come to the point where like, um, I, I might not need to see you at all. Um, every two weeks, maybe once a month, maybe once a quarter, maybe once a year. So, so, and, and it may not even be that same person. It may even be, um, a different type of therapist. I don't need therapy at all. Maybe I need just meditation, all that sort of stuff. So yeah. Mentorship, counseling, something like that. Right. So the, the, the thing is, when you, when you reach the, that point in, in your experience, you're, you, you have to, not you have to, but, but people should be aware that their, the negative effects of their trauma isn't a lifetime. Uh, of, you don't have to deal with that for a lifetime it's not it's not a lifelong affliction it is not no no so what 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 studies have shown is that that ptsd declines generally speaking with most people after the first 12 months right 
Um, okay. And then it steadily declines over the next six years, right? Um, one of one of the the misnomers about trauma is that it lasts forever, that that it's something I have to deal with for the rest of my life, and that's a general statement. Some people do for whatever reason, but again, if mm-hmm. you're already in the positive mental state where you're saying I don't want to deal with this anymore, there's incredible amount of power in that, and it's it, and it bodes well for for any for any hope you might have in terms of of, mm-hmm. of getting better yeah you know yeah man that's awesome because i think that's good for people to hear we always want to provide hope like you don't have to you know stay there forever mm-hmm. we all get down we all go through things like i said from trauma we go through it most of us have experienced it but uh you don't have mm-hmm. to relive that or stay in that that same space and one of the Mm. things uh the themes that we've been kind of going on this show is you know things that are overused or misused so we had a show on you know Mm. narcissism um bipolar ptsd um all this stuff schizophrenia and psychosis all these things you know calling people schizos calling people crazy we just throwing these things out there calling people bipolar calling people narcissists just because you don't like them one of the things I've yeah. heard too, you know, really is people saying you're just you're trying to be like, having a victimhood mentality. Like you're you're trying to be yeah. a victim. You know, they're trying to like victim shaming. I've heard that put out there so much. Yeah. And so where does that come yeah. in with you know a world where you we do deal with so many legitimately, um, and but at the same time yeah. again, how do they kind of overcome that victimhood? Um, because like I said, like I said, it's yeah. mis- misused. You know, like blaming the victim, telling people like, yeah. hey, uh, accusing somebody of staying in their victimhoodness, whatever, you know. <laughs> yeah. That's always a good thing, too, that you're taking that first step. A lot of times we are scared to take that first step. Mm. And you're right. There's a lot of power behind taking that first step saying, you know what? Mm. I don't want to deal with this anymore. I need help. You know? Yeah. That's not I a victimhood mentality, can't yeah. be? Because you're trying to get better, right? Absolutely not. Look, like when when somebody walks, like well, I say, walk through the door. A, a lot of uh, my my um, sessions are happening online now. But uh, when somebody walks through the door, they 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 feel embarrassed. Sometimes they feel ashamed. They feel weak. But but that but they but then none of those things. Like at, at that stage. They, 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 the warrior picking up the spear, the, 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 um, the person rescuing the kitten from the burning, the burning house. They're a hero at that point because they're deciding, I, I am acknowledging a, 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 a state of being that I no longer wish to be a part of my life. And you're right, that, that's no victim. There's no victim in that, that type of mindset. But, to to the point, yeah. In terms of overuse, terms of other thing I'd add <laughs> yeah. on, that add on, that I was that, but that that's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's right. But um, but in but I think it's important to acknowledge that there's a difference between um being a victim and having a victim mentality. All right. Um, if if something happens to you, you 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 are a victim of whatever it is. Whether it's assault, whether it's uh, uh, if, if you got if you got jumped by three guys in an alley, you definitely were the victim of an assault, right? Um, now, after that, again, like I said, acknowledging whatever emotions you may feel after that, um, you do not have to 
be a, a, a you do not have to develop a victim mentality out of that experience if you do um again okay that's the, that's where you are but the the moment you start talking to me you have decided not to be a victim okay you don't choose your circumstances you choose your response okay now a a, a victim is a person that has been victimized a person with a victim mentality basically has about five well probably more but i'll say just in general about like five different um, um characteristics right everything is negative so um that that's another one so, so say um let's use an example of somebody that was unfairly passed over for a job promotion at work right for a promotion a job so favoritism for whatever is they, they, they were a victim of nepotism favoritism anything unjust right now after that they can decide to do a few things be like there's not an institution i want to be a part of leave um they can uh go to hr express a grievance try to institute institutional change and or none of it they could just be like shrug it off and continue on but there is a choice. There's something they they chose. They can choose their response to the unfair circumstance of being looked over. What a victim, what a person with a victim mentality would do after that is find everything. So they become, they stay at the job and then they complain about everything, whether it's positive or negative. They they complain about everything. Um, they are, <laughs> that's right. Everybody miserable. Um, they overthink things every so after that that slight everything is is a conspiracy um what did they mean by that oh they they forgot my birthday today so maybe mm -hmm. that's that's a part yeah he knows i'm a gemini and everybody hates gemini that, so you know promotion i see how you like do me capricorns you know <laughs> <laughs> oh well that's right all of that um, they ask why a lot. Like, why is this happening to me? Why, why me? Why, why, why am I the only one that doesn't? That that sort of thing. Um, low self esteem comes out of it as well too. There's a uh, there's the ability to decide that you're going to leave the circumstance that you're in requires you to understand that you deserve better. Okay. Low, but a low self-esteem will keep you in your victimhood because you believe that's just the way it is. That's the way people like me get treated. That's the way people wouldn't people like me get. Um, I'm no good. That's I wish people wouldn't overlook me. That sort of thing. But uh, a person with high self-esteem would be like, I don't need this. This job sucks anyway. Let me go find something else. It reminds me of our last our last episode on um, narcissism. One of the one of the um, four or five narcissists there are. One of them is the covert narcissist. The woe is me. You know, the woe is me narcissist. You know, I'm really great, you know, but keep getting mm. looked over, they're passing up. But they're very selfish. Yeah. They're very entitled still. They're very, you know, if you try to help them, they'll be ungrateful and you'll be wondering why. Like, yeah. <laughs> because that entitlement, that narcissism is still there, you know. Yes. Let me tell you something. And that's how you know that's how you know when people are overusing a term when they don't understand the nuance of it. That's very true. Everybody thinks that the narcissist uh, uh, will die. Oh, uh, yeah, like, Sorry for like, that like, noise right there. <laughs> Whoa. 
I think we just launched an airstrike, bro, or something like that. Like, I live, like I said, right by the airport, so... Whoa, that was like a that was a jet fighter. Bro. Yeah, that's, that's Excuse me, sorry about that. We'll edit this out, man. I said, wait a minute, what is that? My man, all right, what were we talking about? <laughs> yeah, overused terms, overused terms, narcissist. Yeah. Oh, we we we're doing, yeah, we we're doing a segue on two narcissism. Yeah, there's like another one. What is that? Like how? That's you again. Yo, is there breaking news for real? Wait a minute, dog. You know there there isn't like a base near my place. You know, yeah, breaking news. Yeah, in the phones. middle of America. What's going yeah. on, <laughs> man? For real, bro. See what Google, what Russia doing now? See, see what's up? <laughs> you know, you know, they did ask for another seven hundred <laughs> mil, and they said that uh, promise us that you will not use these missiles on Russia yeah, territory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bro, I'm dead serious. I was like, yo, that is powerful right there. That is not. That's not. That's not going to Chicago. <laughs> that's just not going. That's not spirit, man. That's that was not spirit. <laughs> All right, so absolutely. My apologies. Hey, man, one day we're gonna get a studio. <laughs> yeah, we might keep that even yeah. in there. That's funny. But all right. So again, That's the narcissists aren't what people always think. They think it's all the braggadocious guy. Somebody it could be something <laughs> but, else too. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, they think it looks like Donald Trump, but it also can look like that 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 social justice warrior on your Twitter account. That always finds a way to inject themselves into an issue. Hashtag I'm offended. <laughs> I love those. Oh, God. I love those Twitter ones. <laughs> but like you can, and 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 people who get offended more than the person that the offense uh, is directed to, it, that that's a form of narcissism. Um, for some reason, always trying to like inconveniencing people because your thing is important too, or more important. So yeah, you're right. There's a co there's covert narcissism as well too. Um, mm -hmm. But that, that yeah yeah that's a segue. But but and you can have low self esteem and be a narcissist. So, so that that's that's one of the things people realize. Yeah. Um, the the other thing is is jealousy or, or resenting other people's gains is a part of a victim of mm, haters see june hate and true like like look criticism and that's another overused term like haters like crit like um constructive criticism is not hating right that's not hating however like you you have a, and, and i find this dealing with pop culture a lot do you ever you have a um I hope I'm not stepping on toes when I say this, right? But you have a, you have a, uh, you ever met a a person that that tried to to become a rapper, didn't really make it, right? Yes. Oh, okay. uh, we all know, man. Hey, oh know, wow, come on, I you know. one. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, right, right, MC right, such and such. That's all right, but but you but they you know they kind of shrug it. The the people who shrug it off and be like, yeah, yeah, didn't make it. Look, I'm so good, but whatever. But then there's some people that'll that'll go and crusade the fact that they didn't make it. Like 
y'all ain't gonna listen to this because I'm not mainstream. Yeah. This or, is or, real like, hip hop. This is real. Hip- yeah. Oh my goodness, famous words, bro. There's so many oh, people. No. Yeah, then, yeah. We have, we've seen those people. Yeah, and then or, or the only reason Jay Z is famous because he's part of the, <laughs> yeah. the conspiracy theorists. So, See, I didn't sell my soul. Only- I kept my integrity. Yeah. <laughs> Brother, I, yeah, that's right. Has nothing to do yeah. with this skill. Has nothing to do with this <laughs> yeah, talent. Yeah, yeah, but that, but that is that is a part of a victim mentality. It's it's being unable to find success where you are as well. So that all, but that's not the same thing as being a victim. I'm a victim of unfair practices on my work. Didn't get the promotion. I'm a little shaken by it. I'm a little traumatized by it. It assaulted my, um, um, what you call it, my, my self-esteem. I'm a little hurt. However, however, I don't have to feel like this forever. I, got to, I have talent. I have, the, I have connections. I have the ability to move on from this. And this, I'm, I'm, I'm using that as a light example, obviously, right? But, but that's the difference between a victim and a person with a victim mentality. And I find that a lot with people who deal with things like, like bullying or, or, um, or again, like things like being looked over at work. One of the things that they don't seem to do very well is understand that their job is not their family in the sense that like, you can't abandon your family. You can't get frustrated at your kids and, just walk out the door, lock them, and be like, ah, that's it, I'm done. You, you could definitely do that with your job, though. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, a little you easier. Definitely... It's easier to quit your job than your family. <laughs> yeah, that's correct. So it's like, you know, and, and you never directly say, um, you know, you keep coming to me with the same issue about this job. You will never change this institution. You're only uh, an entry-level clerk at this business. Um, your your voice should matter. It doesn't. That's something that that's it's yeah, the tail is not going to wag the dog. Leave. The tail, yeah. So leave, right? But there's a reason. There's the, but, and this is the insidious thing about it. There's a reason that they stay continuously being traumatized by this environment. On some level, they. They don't enjoy it, but they like it. I've heard it put like this. Because it's comfortable. The devil you know. It's the devil you know. It's, it's the devil you know sort of thing, yeah. So it's comfortable, right? It, it's familiar. Um, getting a new job is scary, right? Um, deciding that you're going to strike it on your own is scary. Um, I'm being fed. I'm being taken care of by this current environment. I don't want to leave, but I'm also being hurt by it. So, so that that's all. And you can apply that across the board to relationships. Um, you know, uh, they, some some people in abusive relationships confuse comfort and familiarity with love, um, even on material security, all of that. So they continue. They get re-traumatized over and over again because they don't leave the circumstance that they're in. Um, it, that in and of itself may not be a victim mentality, but the excuses they use 
to remain in it is is a part of being having a victim mentality. Got you. So the excuses themselves, that's, you know, contributing to it. Uh, one thing I did, it's interesting you say about the that's workplace, it. too, because, you know, in studying uh, something else, I think I heard it was like workplace stress is uh, the, the type of stress that's most associated with physical illness. You know, you know, physical illness manifesting, mm-hmm. you know, from stress, work, workplace, workplace stress in particular, you know, um, you know, does that in terms of like mm-hmm. ulcers and, you know, people, you know, again, working themselves to death, it like causes bodily harm more than other types of stress, man, which I think is that's mm-hmm. really interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it explains a lot, though. People dying on the job. Yeah. Like, quite literally. Work yourself to death too much. No, that's that's right, you know. Um, the thing about it is, too, is one of the reasons why I, I my, my in my practice, I, I do a holistic counseling. I'm not an expert in everything, but what what I do is obviously keep a mind open to the multi, the, the levels that a, a client can be helped out of a situation. So we take care. You try to keep a, a broad bag, as they that, say, keep your bag. That's correct, right? So, for example, a person that is on a job, that they can't leave in quotations, but it's killing them. And and that that can be quite literal. Like look, like things like high blood pressure. That that can be high blood pressure can be environmental as well. So so it could literally be killing them. I can't leave my job in quotations. I cannot leave my job because I got a mortgage, I got um twenty thousand dollars of credit card debt. I need this job, right? Insurance, all of that, my kid, all of this. All, all all that sort of stuff. So in a holistic approach, right? So we're dealing with the stress on one hand, but there's, um, so we, we, we're going through the hypnotherapy. We're going through um, a few strategies you can use to handle the stress. But the other thing we need to do is get you out of this environment. So what do we need to do? What is going to give you the freedom to leave? I need to get rid of this debt. All right, fine. So what, I would I would say is that okay let let's see if you could have a chat with a financial planner to see if you can get this debt down. We could have a chat about um, who you need to talk to, to to handle this debt so that you get your living expenses to a point where you could um, give the proverbial or literal. I don't recommend the literal, but the proverbial <laughs> yeah. finger to this job and just and and find something more mm-hmm. suited to your mental health, right? So in terms of holistic counseling, that's a part of it. And a lot of people can't, I, I remember this is years and years ago. Um, I, wor- I worked with this guy that, I, and it was, I, I, I could tell you like, hey, this is. This but it's is, up there. This wasn't the most toxic workplace <laughs> that I was a part of, but it, it was, it's, it's, number, it's up there. It's number two, not number three. But, but, and this gentleman, he was older, like maybe let's say, 10, eight years away from retirement. And, and man, he would, he would have the equivalent of like once every other week, he would have sort of a mental breakdown because of the way uh, the, the boss ran things or, or just how he treated people. And he could not leave in his mind. He could not leave because he had so much, so much debt. Uh, yeah, <laughs> he had so much debt. Um, the the solution to that is, from a holistic point of view, is to obviously have strategies in place to deal with that sort of negative environment or negative people because you don't know wherever you might end up after that. You might meet the same person, 
All right. Like, like, uh, yeah, I think the, the that's true. You can be going from the fire, or what do they call it, from the frying pan straight into the fire, right? So, like, like that, like Karen, right? So you have a Karen on your job. What there's there are Karens all over the world. So, so what, right in HR, <laughs> yeah, right in HR. So what happens when you meet the next Karen? All right, so that's 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 one thing. That's what I can help you with. I can't help you with your debt. So that's another thing you need to to fix. Get get debt free so that you can be free to get uh maybe work part time in a McDonald's if that suits your life better. You know what I'm trying to say? Where you don't have to be a slave to a negative environment. So a, a part a part of 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 being in a traumatic situation or a traumatic environment is finding a way out of that circumstance and finding a way not to repeat the, that. All right. It's, it's, you know, nobody has a right to treat anybody poorly, but mm-hmm. people will try. And some people can, do. when you have that mentality, you think you deserve people to be treated that way. All right. So you can, that's right. So choose your response when you meet that type of person and again in life. So treat, so you have your strategy to deal with, you, you, you have that type of person in front of you and what happens later on if down the line you meet that same type of because you will. You're going to encounter these things. Um, what's wild is when I was doing the narcissism thing to figure out, okay, the diagnosis is 1%, but that's just to get diagnosed. Somebody has to recognize, like you say, if you're on the road to wanting to come into therapy and already, you know, and if you're a true narcissist, then you're going to think you know it already, you know, it's going to prevent you from being. So in reality, how many people are walking around, you know, with, you know, trauma, tra- traumatic stress disorders, narcissism, all this stuff, you know, it's more like probably 10 to 15% of people. That's one in 10. That's people, multiple people you're going to encounter, you know, in workplaces and your family and your own family too. That's the other part of it. These people will be in your family and, you know, how to deal with that stuff. You know, you all could be very sweet people, but then, you know, your sister marries somebody or your, your brother marries somebody, brings them into the family and can change the whole dynamic. There's even, there's even something more insidious where the, where the, um, the effects of trauma are normalized to the point where they seem as normal behavior, right? So I'll give you I'll give you an example. So um, if you've been traumatized, you, you can you can develop PTSD. Um, the the other thing is is trauma can express itself in in in, uh, in like being hypersexualized, uh, being hyper emotional being violent um be you know ready to throw down at the the least uh the least provocation uh, all of that that though is also unfortunately um something that is socially acceptable as typical male behavior so you got a lot of traumatized guys walking around thinking that they're just being men you know what I'm saying? But they're, they're, they're out there getting, running through women. They're out there getting arrested every weekend because they got in a fight. And they think they're just being dudes. But they're actually walking around with some unaddressed trauma. And, and that, that's when it becomes really, really, really painful to see where that you're not you don't you're not living a fulfilled life in your purpose at this point because you got all these things holding you back 
and you got all of these things holding you back because you're dealing with unaddressed trauma and you're dealing with unaddressed trauma because you don't even know that it needs to be addressed because society is rewarding you with, yeah, well, that's how you're a guy. That's how you're supposed to act. That's, that's what dudes do. Um, even boys, <laughs> boys will be boys. Boys yeah. will be boys. Even this, um, uh, again, I don't mean to be controversial. Like even, even the kind of thought <laughs> culture, uh, thought, uh, thought culture, like we yeah. see. T H O T. Yeah. T H O T. Yeah. That, <laughs> that, that, it doesn't have to be, but there's a good chance that a lot of uh, there's a there's a lot of traumatized women on Instagram thinking they're just being. Um, this is normal now. Desire, yep. This is the desire. That's right. Because it's normal. That that's a that's a subgenre of, of social media mm. now, and they're just being women. That, but but they're they're not they're not again living into their full purpose because they're they're their display is actually an outcropping of some unaddressed. So gotcha. It's really, it can be a cry for help more than anything, but it's being rewarded as, you know, the thing to do. So we start to confuse the two, man, because a like is a like people, a like is a like (laughs) comments, a comment, hearts, a heart, you know, you can't really tell the difference, man. So Mm -hmm. thanks, man. That was a, that was a lot of great information on, especially on trauma. We really do appreciate it Mm -hmm. um, because it's a topic that, again, this is, you know, just probably maybe a, a part two, of a part three or something like that, you know, we need, uh, there's, there's so much more to talk about on this subject. Um, so, you know, thanks so much for that. And I guess if there's one little, one last question to kind of, uh, before we wrap up the show, what am I not asking about victimhood that I need to be as a non you know, therapist person? So when we, that word again, victimhood, you know, what, what am I not asking you, you know, that I probably what are should you not asking? Yeah. What am I not asking you? again, I'm not a clinical therapist. I, when I hear victimhood, I'm just like, okay, you're a victim. I was like, what's some... Oh, man, that that's a deep question because you're also relying on the fact that I don't know what I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that's a good one. All right, see? But, there you go. We might put that in the... Uh, there you go. Like I said, this might be part two, part three. You know what I'm saying? Hey, yeah. we got to keep it teased. I think one of the things is that... Um, one of the fascinating things about trauma is that, that it doesn't have to be negative. Uh, and I say, so that, that's one of the things that I guess you didn't ask me whether it's always negative. Um, and I'm saying very, very, very gently because, um, again, the word trauma means something. However, they've, the, there's been research that, this, that says that sometimes people even thrive after a trauma. It's actually a term for post-traumatic growth, right? Um, so... Um, and I'm saying this meaning that please avoid anything that causes trauma. Don't don't look for it. But some people who have experienced it actually have thrived after it. I'll give you a good example. One of my favorite historical figures in all the world is is Frederick Douglass, right? So um, he he was a slave. He was um, sold. All you can imagine. You could imagine what what kind of trauma you're dealing with as a as a Former slave, right? Um, he parlayed that trauma into into something a, a legacy that lasted, will last hundreds and hundreds of years, even after his death. Um, obviously, nobody wants to be a slave. Nobody should want to be a slave. Nobody should look for it. But that's a person who tra- thrived after his his trauma. Um, 
could pick Nelson Mandela, for example. What makes one person one person fold and another person bloom? Um, the the answer to that is resilience. Um, to, because we're wrapping up, and again, that could be another. Yeah, hey man, you gave me great ideas. I got yeah. already got the already got the name for the next episode. See, <laughs> but yeah, resilience. And the good thing about resilience is a lot of people think you need to with it. You, you don't have to be. It definitely can be. Okay, you can develop so, resilience. Yeah, you could definitely can. So that that that's one of the things I think most people don't uh, acknowledge about Trump. Gosh, you can develop resilience and uh, you can um, grow from it. So, like I said, next episode, mm. you already gave me the, the name, bro. It's going to be called Post-Traumatic mm. Growth. <laughs> next time we have you on, we're going to talk about post-traumatic growth, man. So, again, thanks no, so much for all that. That was awesome, man. And so, yeah, man, I mean, what you got for us, man, as we wrap this thing on up? Oh, I just want to say that was very informative. So, <clears throat> sorry, informative. So, thank you for that, uh, Rupert. It was a good insight into looking at, you know, what's really what it is. And it's it's crazy what people go through and it could take a small incident that could really change how you live your life. And, you know, post-traumatic is nothing to, you know, there's nothing to tread lightly around. People really go through it. So thank you for your time today and explaining that to us. Uh, as we wrap up the show, uh, I guess just, just reach just to, to the part where we do our little mental break, little fun question mm. and the show on a lighter note. Uh, mm. For you, Mr. Rupert, it's going to be very simple. As a child, yeah. or even maybe now, when you're hungry, what uh, is your go-to sandwich? sandwich? go-to food? My go-to sandwich, a hot dog. Okay. Hot dog sandwich? Yeah. You know what today <laughs> is, yes, on Consider Your Mind. On Consider Your Mind. It's, uh, is, is there a story behind that? Uh, why why that, a hot dog? And how is do you story? make it? I can't even say that. Like, for me, it's just perfect. Like, it, it, the, 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 like I'm a big meat guy. I don't know. Probably shouldn't be, but I am definitely. I don't hey, know, man. Big bread. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you live in. Big bread guy as well, too. And I think a hot dog just cuts the, mm -hmm. cuts all the noise out. I don't need all that solid. It is very holdable, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, very transportable. Yeah, that's right. True. So, True. So, yeah, so that that's definitely my comfort food, yeah. Very um, nice, my very nice. What about you, Eric? Probably, um, just the uh, the turkey provolone. Um, I was actually just at Jimmy John's yesterday, but they didn't make it that good. I can't find out all Jimmy John's are correct. Uh, way the same, but like the turkey tom type of thing. Yeah, the turkey tom, bro. That's like, agreed. You know, if I got a sandwich, you know, it's definitely that. Um, oh, turkey man. sandwich with the just mayonnaise, provolone cheese. You know, the lettuce, the the um. You know, it's, it's real basic. That's the go-to. The now, basics. You know, fancier stuff. Now I go over to Jersey Mike's you know, with the roast beefs and the Philly cheese steaks and all of that other stuff. Exactly. You know oh. what I'm saying? That stuff I can't actually even with make myself. With a little myself. bit of olive oil, too? Stuff, so. Turkey sandwich, it really is. That's nine times out of ten. That's right. what it's going to be. A little salt and pepper. Man, for me, I keep it simple, but it all comes down to that bread. I like the little oh, crunch toasted, on the yeah. outside of a bread when it's toasted, Right. Okay. And then you got to have turkey, ham, and bacon with some lettuce. Mm -hmm. I'm not a tomato guy. I'll <laughs> do some onions and pickles every now and then when I want to get fancy. But other than that, there you go. that's it, man. Turkey, ham, bacon. Three meated. Okay. And a toasted bun or man. bread. <laughs> and on that note, yeah. <laughs> yeah now, now I'm hungry, and I'm going to get me one of them sandwiches. Yeah, man. Thanks so much, Ruth, for, for coming through, man. We really do appreciate it. Can't wait to have you back again. Like I already said, I got the name for the next episode, man. So now you got to come through.
for sure. And everybody out there listening, we do really appreciate it. Thanks for uh, hanging out with us for another episode. And we will see you again next week. Peace.